0: go i'm ready do you know that one of the cool things that the kids are doing on podcasts these days is they start by doing a little chit chat banner little anecdote that's totally unrelated to the rest of the podcast
1: i didn't know that yeah do you want to chit chat with me
0: well i just was going to say you know how in our old house that we just left there was an abandoned house next door yeah and in that backyard, there was, like, a brick chimney kind of thing, structure. Yeah, that was I remember. Cool. Mm-hmm. And Brittany wanted to steal that for, like, the four years we lived there. And I always said, I'm not a thief. I'm not stealing something. It doesn't matter to me whether someone lives in the house.
1: Yeah, well, that makes you look more spiritual than she, but go ahead.
0: Well, you know, if it looks like it and it happens, if it sounds like a duck and quacks like a duck.
1: I'm, I'm following you.
0: Yeah. So the people who moved into our house... Stole it on, like, day two. They, <laughs> they
1: did not. Yeah, they did, so. <laughs> Well, now you can steal it from We're them. We're definitely more spiritual than <laughs> they are, for sure. That's hilarious.
0: Everybody, welcome to the North Star Community Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Teresa. Uh, we are here to do a recap of this past weekend's message, as you all know, because you're all paying attention, you're all engaged... Uh, you're you're reading our Facebook posts. You know that we're doing a series on spirituality, right? They know this. Yeah, I'm pretty
1: clear that we are.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I know. Yeah. Do you think anybody else knows or cares?
1: I, I don't know that they care that much. They just are just faithful and they show up no matter what we do.
0: That's probably true, we
1: think. They have more character than we do.
0: Yeah, definitely have more character than we do. Yeah. Not confused about that. Uh, So we're in the middle of a series on uh, spirituality. Is that what you want
1: to call it? Whatever we call it. You know, I started out with a question, what's wrong with us, which is a very uplifting title, which you immediately rejected. (laughs) 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 But yeah, yeah, I think it is. Well, you know, I like to
0: be a little more hopeful than just having a conversation about what's wrong with people. I I know.
1: Well, I said us, so that makes it even worse.
0: Yeah, well. But yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Spirituality, I think, is a good type, topic title. Yeah.
0: Spiritual disciplines is kind of what we're talking about, why they're important. I think your message about what is wrong with us was kind of saying... Kind of a tease. It, it's what happens to us if we don't have regular disciplines in our lives that orient us towards our way of seeing. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, or if we have disciplines that aren't working for us and we don't realize it, or if we're asking our disciplines, spiritual disciplines, to do something for us that they weren't intended to do. And I'm trying to unpack all that stuff, as I think you are too.
0: What were they not intended to do? I don't think they're necessarily
1: intended to make us feel great all the time or put us in some wonderful Zen state.
0: Okay, so you're talking about sort of kind of the existential experience of doing spiritual disciplines they're not going to transform our mental health let's just say yeah well not, I'm not easily
1: I don't know what existential means so I'll go look it up later but <laughs> 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 but yeah I mean The
0: feeling of it that's what it means the, yeah the real yeah. the real in the moment feeling of it yeah
1: I just think we got to be careful about expecting spiritual disciplines to do more from us than God promised them
0: they're one piece of a whole.
1: One right. piece of a whole. One thread of the, the tapestry. Whole, they're not the whole
0: pie. They're exactly. a piece of the pie.
1: And they're a pretty important piece. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Every piece is important.
1: Every piece is important. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Moving right along. Mm-hmm. Tell us where you want to go today.
1: Well, today I want to talk about, uh, I want to totally steal from my friend Dale Ryan. Um, Have who, you asked his permission? Well, no, I didn't ask his permission. I just told him I was going to. Okay, so full
0: circle, circle, it's like the chimney. Yeah, it is kind of like the chimney. Just take something without asking.
1: Yeah, so I guess I would have agreed with Brittany. Take the chimney.
0: Yeah, if it's a victimless crime.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so anyway, um, we were together two weekends in a row, and I heard him speak on the parable of what we traditionally called the parable son, prodigal son, not the parable son. Try that again for me. We have... uh, traditionally called this parable the prodigal son. It's in Luke 15. And it really uh, stirred my imagination about this topic that we're on on the weekends in spirituality. And so I'm just running with this bad boy and looking at it through the lens of spirituality. Um, and the thing that really caught my attention is uh, Dale uh, renamed the, uh, pro- uh, the uh, parable, which I didn't know was legal Um, Well,
0: those headings are all made up anyway.
1: I know, so why not? And he calls it the parable of the running father, and I love that so much. Say more about that. So he's really, by renaming the parable, has really given us permission to put a different emphasis on a different syllable, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. um and uh it really
0: so what you mean by that is historically we talk about how this son has messed everything up he's completely destroyed his life but he's not totally hopeless
1: yeah so what's wrong with us or what's wrong with him Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of fits the tease of what I started with in this series, but it doesn't bear the weight of the meat of the message that I want to get to in this series. Okay. Which is uh, transformation as opposed to change. Okay. And could I unpack so, those two words? Yeah,
0: but to take a step back, you said changing the emphasis. Yeah. So we're changing the emphasis from, the former emphasis is, there's a messed up son He's he, and, 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 and messed he seem, up us. Yeah, and he seems like he's completely hopeless. But fortunately, things are not uh, completely hopeless for him because there's a loving father there to take care of him. Yeah. So that's like the plan A, plan B conversation. Yeah. And almost always, the way that story is told is you are the the prodigal son. Yeah. You know, like the the parallel yeah. is drawn. Yeah. You pick one. You're you, either
1: the prodigal son or the older son, but you're really screwed up either way.
0: I, I would say like 100% of the time I heard that story told, it's you're the prodigal son. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I think you're right. You can be every character in every story. But, right. um, you know, it's you've messed up your life. Even if you don't know you've messed up, this is how shaming we are, right? Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. this is yeah. the message. This is the message I received. Even if you don't even know you've messed up your life, even if you're 10 years old, You're the prodigal son.
1: Well, you know what might be different in your experience and mine is uh, we sent you to youth group. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't have one of those. So nobody was teaching me that parable from that. Oh, okay. So I would say that this might be a great conversation to discuss why children who sometimes go to youth group need three years of therapy when they go to seminary. Mm. Do you want to do a podcast on that? Because I would like to ask. I don't think
0: (laughs) anybody would listen to that podcast.
1: (laughs) But anyway, yes. And so I think that the story of the prodigal son, with it being the emphasis on him, is he's messed up. And um, wow, isn't it lucky that his father takes him back?
0: And you're changing the emphasis to the character of the father. What a giving... Father, this is. Yeah, and Dale if,
1: changed it, and then I'm copying it. Yeah. Right, and
0: mm-hmm. just to set the path for us. Yeah, it's if we think about how giving the father is, and we actually believe that part of the story. Right. Then I don't think there's a version of the story that works. That's about what an idiot the son is. Right. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, totally. Because what I would say because I'm old and a grandmother now is I would say that this is this should have never been titled the story of the prodigal son it, it, you would have had to have a title that says something like this the story of a son who behaved in a developmentally appropriate way for his age <laughs> and that's that's not going to look good in the bible right so but it it's We are doing things that are developmentally appropriate. We don't need to be shamed about them. Um, Are they right? No. But being kind of a knucklehead and wanting a big pile of money um, and then squandering it at a young age if you are given it um, doesn't make you a total meathead. It just makes you a young person.
0: I um, took a class in school on the book of Luke.
1: Okay, and what'd pro- you learn?
0: And the professor wrote had written an entire commentary on the book of Luke and is considered one of the top handful of Luke scholars in the whole world. Okay. He's very, very lucky to be able to take that class.
1: Yeah, well, no wonder your seminary education costs so much. <laughs> well, go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, uh, that's neither here nor there. Um,
1: Tell that to your student loans. <laughs> yeah,
0: what he said about parables is that a parable is a very simple story, and it is intended to communicate one small truth about something. Each parable has one point, and it's a small point. Mm -hmm. And it tends to be, I don't know if this is 100% the case, but it tends to be that it's one small small meaning simple, I guess, point about God.
1: Oh, cool. So, so it, if that
0: were true, then applying that to your idea here, then that that one truth would be, look at how benevolent, look at how giving yeah. the father is. Yeah.
1: And um, I think also to set it now in the context of the culture of the time, it is a story of a father who is willing to take on shame um, because he regards his love for his son as far higher Than his concern about how others regard him, which is a beautiful thing. All right. So anyway, the thing about about this story is that this father did something that was unusual, which is, well, the younger son did something unusual. He said, give me your inheritance before you die. Mm -hmm. And that's unusual. Although it wasn't totally unusual for fathers to give their kids an inheritance before they died, but they usually kept the income of it which is my understanding from the commentaries. I could be wrong about that.
0: I don't remember. That sounds right.
1: So the younger son squandering his inheritance meant that it was a hit to the father's income. Okay. Um, But in addition to that, what was also really um, amazing was that when the son came to his senses— that's that's what it says in a lot of translations. When he came to his senses, what we would call had a moment of clarity and returned home, the father came running towards him. He lifted up his robes and he came running towards him, which we know fathers didn't do in that time. Knees were not supposed to be seen and fathers... Um, of large estates, we're not supposed to run across the fields. Mm. And um, so I love this image of the running father because as a parent and as a grandparent, I understand what that means. So when you tell me that God is a God like a running father, that really helps me understand who God is in a very visceral and personal way. Mm -hmm. And I love that.
0: Yeah, that God... um... Is the kind of God that's willing to pursue his people.
1: Yeah. and Not
0: just a God who's standing back watching, ambivalent, right, cold.
1: Judging, going to make you pay, you know, say, well, you got to come back and earn your keep and be a hired man because you've squandered not only your inheritance, but you've reduced my annual income, so you need to make up on the accounting ledger for something
0: which is what the interestingly enough we do a lot of talking about the differences between their culture and our culture Mm -hmm. right so that's that helps us unpack some of these texts as things are different then than they were now yada 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 whatever a lot of it's boring stuff sometimes it helps right but in this case that's exactly what that son is afraid of yeah and i know very few people who are not afraid of the very same thing
1: exactly Exactly, and instead, what happens is the father plays the role of the fool, runs across the field with his robes a flapping, um, and um, tells the servants, "Bring him, bring him a great robe and a big ring." Um, and he honors the son and throws a big party, and you know, uh, skewers the fattened calf and all that uh, for the son. So it is just this picture of this father who is extravagant in his love. And so, when we think about um, spirituality,
0: it's almost a maternal image in terms really of, in terms of stereotypes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. And um, uh, it, in terms of now drawing that back to think about what that means for us spiritually, if we're thinking of the stories of prodigal son. Uh, story with that emphasis maybe we're thinking about what we have to change to not be a prodigal but i think this is a story that invites the freedom to transformation because this is the kind of heavenly father we have
0: is what you're saying if this is the kind of god we have then how would that change things yeah okay
1: that's what i'm saying
0: all right. What are your ideas?
1: Well, I've only got a couple. Um, and I think that they spring out of this differentiation between change and transformation. Okay. So can I unpack that?
0: Yeah. I mean, we're 15 minutes in, and that's where you wanted to start. So, Okay. Well. Who who knows how I long think, this is going to go?
1: I think that chimney story really got us slowed down. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think so.
1: Um, but anyway, um, let's think about change. Yeah. Change is? Uh, Change is the natural response to believing that we are somehow a prodigal and need to be improved. Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. This is a silly example. Sure. Um, Sometimes late at night when I come home after a long day, I'm really stressed out. I've had my dinner. I'm not really hungry but I want something to munch on. So I go to the pantry and I say to myself, hmm, what's in the pantry that's a nutritious snack that I could eat? Inevitably, if I've had a stressed out day, I end up with a jar of peanut butter and a spoon in my hand. And I'll eat one to three tablespoons on a moderately stressful day and uncountable tablespoons on a high stress day. Now, this is not good for my waistline. But what it does is it soothes me in some way. I don't know why. Um, It doesn't really deal with my anxiety, but it's sort of like a way of self-soothing that's not particularly productive. Now, I don't like it when I gain weight and peanut butter is very fattening and has a lot of calories. And so the inevitable is that if I'm in this habit on a regular basis, I'm going to gain weight. So what I've done over the years in a commitment to change, not transformation, is find ways to eat peanut butter, like that's lower fat, that's maybe not quite so much, whatever. All I'm doing is tweaking the change. What I'm not doing at all is addressing the anxiety from my own spiritual lens. And all that is, is just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic of my anxiety.
0: So change is operating within the same way of seeing that isn't working.
1: Right. And it's totally within the realm of what I can control up to a point, right? Okay. But transformation is something completely different. Transformation is that which we cannot do for ourselves. So I looked up transformation as a definition just because I was curious, and it says it it is a change of composition. And
0: where's our definition coming from, just so we're not stealing chimneys again? Uh,
1: Dictionary on Google. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. I know. I think it's like Urban Dictionary or something. Urban Dictionary. (laughs) I don't know. But anyway... God only knows what the Urban Dictionary
0: definition of transformation is.
1: I thought it was Somebody really Somebody look it up, post it in the comments. There Let you us, go. Yeah. So a change in composition, <laughs> structure, or character.
0: Okay. Tell me what those things are.
1: All right. So a change of comp- composition means that you are really rearranging the pieces in such a way that you end up with something that's completely new. Okay. You started out with a... Um,
0: so you took all of your Lego blocks you you from your different things. One of them used to be a Star Wars ship. One of them used to be a castle. You dumped them in a box, mixed them up, and you made a, a totally third new thing that doesn't have anything to do with Star Wars or castles.
1: Barbie doll dream house.
0: Okay, you made a Barbie doll dream house out of the Millennium Falcon and a castle. Yeah. That's ch- that's comp- a change of composition. Right.
1: Okay. Change of structure mm-hmm. uh, is... You started out. You started out your thing with Le- Lego, uh, with Lincoln Logs. Okay. And you completely changed the structure of the thing, and now you're using your Legos.
0: You turned Lincoln Logs into Legos. You
1: turned Lincoln Logs into Legos. Okay. This might be a stretch, but anyway, let's just work with it. It's a metaphor. It's a, a metaphor. And then, in terms of character. That This one I've got nailed down that I'm pretty committed to. Your change of character is that you've actually changed the way you see. Mm. So a change of character says, I see peanut butter differently. It is no longer a source of uh, anxiety relief for me. Right. Uh, It's just peanut butter.
0: It's a food that that I it's a really eat. It's really good to, food,
1: especially if you pair chocolate with it.
0: Yeah, you 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 eat it on a sandwich to prevent hunger.
1: Yeah, but it's just it's just food. It's mm-hmm. it's not meant as a uh, it has to nothing to you do with. Help regulate your emotions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the change of character. And the thing about transformation is we can't do that on our own, independently of an outside. F- Outside force. So here's another, just to clutter up the metaphors. You're your your own view of peanut butter
0: isn't. I hate. I think we both hate that we're still talking about peanut butter yeah, in this way because right. we're pushing it beyond what it can go. But in the metaphor, within the context of the metaphor, your vision of what peanut butter's role is in your life doesn't change without uh, God giving you a new. Way of seeing. A
1: new way of seeing, right? And you might sub out peanut butter for chocolate, or you might sub out chocolate for weed, or whatever. You might substitute weed for wine, or vice versa. Or
0: if you have anger issues, you know, you're ang- it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's the no, same thing. No matter thing. what we're talking about, the same principle applies.
1: You're just rearranging the decks on the Titanic.
0: Without God's intervention. Without
1: God's intervention. Yep but now this transformative process doesn't which comes from God requires us to do something and in the case of this young man he got up and went home he 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 moved oh, look i'm not saying the guy actually even had much of a vision um i think what he had is clair- a moment of clarity but he still tried to Think of a deal that his father would take on the way home. So he lacked a vision that his father is the running father. He he still didn't get who his father was, but at least he went home and now he's got a chance to try to figure that out. He got up and he went. Good on him. Mm-hmm. And um and I just think that's that's really quite useful and special. And it causes me to say to myself, are we getting up and going? Are we positioning ourselves in places where we can see a vision for the running father? But whether we are or whether we aren't, he's still the running father who wants to put a really cool robe on us and give us a nice big ring and slay the fattened calf because of who he is. And he's not expecting this foolish young man who squandered his inheritance by isolating himself in a distant land away from his father. He's not expecting him to become any more than he is in this moment, but he does sort of require him to get up and come home. Mm -hmm. And I kind of love that. The boy had something he had to do and the father... Was more than responsive. The father was aggressive in his um, um, welcome to the boy who was still a really long way off. Yep. So, yeah, I'm just asking are we getting up and going? Um, Are we giving the running father a chance to start running? I think that's important.
0: So, if I'm following, the, I guess the first step in this process of changing how we see the things in our lives that we're relying on, you know, essentially the metaphor about peanut butter is about false strategies for coping with life. Right. And I think the suggestion is that being rooted in God's love, to borrow from Dale again, Yeah. Or from Juanita, one of the two.
1: Both of them. I mean, we're just blatantly stealing from both of them at this point.
0: To be rooted in God's love is transformative. Yes. And it sounds like what you're saying in this message is the first step of that is just acknowledging and resting in the true character of God as one who desires to be close to his children.
1: Yeah. And I use three particular words to describe it. And I would show, I would suggest that the young boy showed a contrast to that: stillness, silence, and solitude, right? As opposed to the young boy who was eager to get on with making his own way, um, actively sought out status and security with his inheritance. Blew it. Did not have a still mind in returning to his father, but instead was in his head strategizing what speech he was going to give. Was isolated, but not particularly experiencing the solitude that we're suggesting, the spiritual discipline of just really getting with yourself and saying, who am I and who who do I want to be? And how am I going to be that person? He didn't do any of that. He took an inheritance. He hadn't... uh, Hadn't, hadn't been old enough to work much for. He squandered it in a way that showed a lack of a strategic plan for his life, other than he seemed very committed to prostitutes. So there is that. Um, it doesn't say that. But you what? It doesn't say that. Well. One, I mean, one can assume. One can assume. I think it does say that.
0: Does it? I think
1: so. Anyway, go check it out and uh, reply Post to Post in us. the comments. Yeah. Post in the comments who was right, the mother or the son. That's right. Um, and then... Um,
0: we'll send you a North Star Community notebook. Uh, whoever... Uh, is the po- first? Yeah. Whoever uh, replies to our, our questions. So look up Transformation on UrbanDictionary.com and... Uh, figure out whether or not prostitutes are in Luke fifteen. Yeah, in the parable of the lost son. And if you comment, then we will send you uh, a free chimney. We'll send you a North Star Community labeled notebook from Baron Fig. We have a bunch of them just sitting around,
1: which are really quite expensive and lovely. So you should, they are, they're you should really want nice. One. I do not really I, I, nice. I don't know
0: why nobody's wanted one, but we have a lot of them. So I've enjoyed
1: them. Yeah, I like them. So anyway, to get back to the conclusion of this whole podcasty thing. Um, I really um, just quite love the image of the running father. And I have marked out the prodigal son from my Bible notes, um, because I really do think that you can do a lot to try to motivate yourself to change. But there's something very sacred about positioning yourself in a place where you can experience the gift of transformation from God.
0: And I got you distracted with that joke, but you were about to say about silence, uh, stillness, and solitude.
1: Oh, I think I said it, didn't I? Did you? Those three positions, the boy didn't have them, right? Okay. He wasn't silent. He wasn't still. He didn't accept solitude. He, He lacked a strong backbone and a tender heart. With a mission for life, other than spending his money. Oh yeah, that's where we got off on the prostitutes. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so he was uh, without so, clarity or vision.
0: So, what are the? What's the difference between the three? Because I think people always ask that question.
1: Yeah, well, it's a good question, and I don't think many people speak very clear to it. And I'm not going to improve on that. But um, I think that with whatever particular virtue we show up in, there are particular resistances we have to one of the three of those, I would distinguish them by saying that that I think when you're talking about um, stillness, you're talking about um, setting aside frenetic activities that dry, distract you from being getting clear. Um, silence is... It's uh,
0: not just sitting down and being still, but it's also not having an overly frenetic life yes both of those
1: yes even rituals of of uh a certain kind of activity that stills you because some people are very antsy so my friend debbie blackburn her idea of stillness is walking right your dad's idea of stillness is cutting the grass right Um, And then silence is not distracting yourself with the noise in your head or outside your head that you're putting in your ears. And then solitude is, as Jesus has modeled, withdrawing to a quiet place where you're just with yourself. And so those three things are similar and different. And um, we go into more in depth in that in other places in North Star, but probably not something we can unpack in a podcast.
0: Or maybe we'll do a future one on it.
1: We might. But
0: that gives you a little glimpse. Yeah. And so you, so, you, uh, ba- it's key to the, me- to the message, to the point that you're making, right? Because the sun doesn't have those things. And your belief is that those three postures are what give God the opportunity to work in us such that our way of seeing is transformed to try to tie it all full circle.
1: Yes. And I don't think anybody goes to stillness, solitude... Or silence if they don't have some belief that the Father is running toward them. Okay. So that's the thing that I think is key is here is making the shift in vision to believe that God is not asking you to change. He's running to you to give you good stuff.
0: So these particular disciplines, let's say, are not necessarily even open to us. Unless we have discovered the truth of who the father is.
1: Bingo. That's it. As usual, I take 40 minutes coming to a point and you find one sentence to clarify it all.
0: It's only been thirty-one eighteen, and a lot of that was talk about chimneys. So. Okay.
1: Well, I'm feeling better about myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good, son. This was fun. Yes. Thanks for having a conversation with me about this.
0: Nothing else you want to say on the matter?
1: No, not really. I'm going to unpack another uh, story next week that's going to talk about Jesus.
0: Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of stories about Jesus. But I'm going to talk about one particular story
1: about Jesus and a woman at a well.
0: Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to uh, plug? Anything upcoming that you want people to be aware of that you're doing?
1: got the class coming up, starting on October 22nd, which is also our community dinner night. Yep. So, I uh, hope everybody will come out for that.
0: Yep, and um, if you haven't been around lately, the Enneagram Weekend with Suzanne Stabile, it's a Know Your Number if you've been waiting for one of those. It's coming up January 4th and 5th, I believe. It's the Friday and Saturday of the first weekend in January. It got rescheduled because of the hurricane conditions.
1: Yes, and um, we really need help promoting that getting the word back out to people because we were really hoping and had a huge crowd coming for it. And I sure would like to be able to have that again happen January 4th and 5th.
0: Yeah. And, we had, and a lot of those were college students who are obviously uh, going to be back in school or, or at least getting ready to be back in school at that point.
1: So. Yeah. We may not get all the college students we wanted to have, but... Uh,
0: yeah. So let's replace yeah, them let's with somebody better. Yeah. Find, find a better group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A better group than college students. Yeah. What are you suggesting? Yeah, Some millennials? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they are millennials, aren't they? Well, I don't know. They're kind of the tail end of millennials.
0: Oh gosh. That I makes thought me the... feel old.
1: Well you are old, so there you go.
0: Yeah. All right. I feel how I feel real, but
1: Okay, good. Well thanks again, Scott. Appreciate it. All right. It.
0: Enjoyed it. All right everybody. Hope this was helpful to you. Um, as usual, there's probably gonna be music on this by the time it ends up on the interweb and that music will be royalty free which means that we didn't have to pay for it Uh, but we do need to plug the artist and the artist is blue.sessions they can be found on the web at sessions.blue they have a lot of different types of music and I think it's actually kind of fun to listen to at your desk so check them out Uh, they've done a lot of work and we are benefiting from it without paying for it so we're really grateful to them Uh, if you have found our podcast and don't know about us you can find us on the web at northstarcommunity.com and uh, we'd be grateful if you uh, checked check out our website and what we're doing, what we're up to. Thank cool. You. Yep. Thank you for listening.
1: Thanks for listening, community. We yeah. love you.
0: Bye. Bye.